so thankful for uh, you that have come, and we look forward to the day that God has blessed us with. I'm looking forward to the entire day, amen? And uh, of course, today, this is the, the last chance uh, that you'll be able to maybe see me before uh, in a couple weeks you'll uh, have a chance to vote, but this is my last day of candidating, and so uh, uh, I'm your target, okay? So come and find me today. If you're saying uh, he didn't answer all my questions, uh, that's, uh, that's up to you, okay? So come uh, anytime today, we'll be around, and we look forward to tonight, the fellowship afterwards, and I trust that you'll make plans to be back here tonight as well. It's going to be a great evening, and I'm looking forward to it. We've already enjoyed a great morning already. We're going to be uh, in the Word of God in Matthew chapter 14, so find your way there as you're turning. <clears throat> and uh, we'll be looking at several verses today from the life of Jesus and the life of Peter. Matthew chapter 14, we'll begin reading in verse number 22. Follow along as I read. The Bible says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they were that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying of a truth, Thou art the Son of God. Shall we pray this morning and ask God to bless the reading of his word. Lord, thank you once again for allowing us to be in your house today, Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth. And no doubt already we've worshipped you in song today, Lord, in, in times of uh, fellowship before the service and and Lord, just turning our attention to you today, we thank you so much, Lord, for this church and for what it means and for the light that it is in this community and in this city. And Lord, I pray that today that you would turn our attention to what you have for us today as individuals. Lord, I pray that you would, uh, Lord, use me today to speak your truth. Lord, simply today I want to be, uh, Lord, used of you. Lord, I pray that you'd hide me behind the cross, that Lord, uh, Anyone that is here today, that they would not see me, but that they would see you through me today, Lord. And Lord, I pray that truly you would be honored and glorified with this day as you speak to our hearts. And Lord, that as we leave this place today, that truly you would work a, a, a change in each one of our hearts. We'll thank you for all that you'll do in Jesus' name. Amen. The story is told about a train traveling through the night in a very violent rainstorm. The lightning flashes were almost blinding. The rain hitting the windows was deafening, and the strong wind gusts rocked the train from side to side. When the lightning flashed and lighted up the darkness, the passengers could see the rising water on the tracks. This created terror in the minds of the passengers on board. 
They were no doubt scared for their own safety. Several passengers noticed, however, that through all of the noise, intense lightning, and fierce winds, that one of the passengers, a little girl, seemed to be at perfect peace. The adult passengers couldn't figure out why this little girl was not afraid during the horrible storm. Finally, one passenger asked the little girl, how is it that you can be so calm when all the rest of us are worried for our lives? The little girl smiled and simply said, because my father is the engineer. When the storms of life come, and by the way, mark it down, they're going to come, we have the faith to realize that our Heavenly Father has complete control of our life. Oftentimes, we tend to lose faith in Jesus because we, t- we start to focus on the storm, don't we? But it is through the storms in life that God wants to f- perform the impossible. Oh, of course, it's easy to display our faith when we come to a great church like Maranatha today, and we're surrounded by other believers, and we're encouraged in the things of Christ. But what about during the week? What about when you're all alone? It is often during these times when the trials come. It is during these times when our faith is tested. Here in our text this morning, we see that the disciples are in the midst of a great storm. It was in the storm that Jesus allowed Peter to experience a powerful miracle. And through the miracle, teach him a great lesson about faith. You see, we all have the faith, I believe, that God has all power to do incredible things. But oftentimes, we lack the faith that he can do them for us and the situation that we are in. All too often, we become complacent, I believe, and too easily satisfied with our mediocre faith. We're content with our lack of commitment, our lack of excitement, and our lack of zeal for the Lord and the things of Christ. We're content to be uninvolved and to sit back and watch others experience the miracles of walking on water, but not us personally. Jesus promised that we could have the kind of faith that could move mountains, that with him, nothing is impossible. The reality this morning is that we can have that type of faith even today. God wants to give us the faith to experience, if you will, this morning, those walking on water moments in our life where we come face to face with Jesus and where his power is displayed in our life. So let me ask this morning, do you desire God to cultivate your faith, to give you the courage to step out and accomplish great things for him? I hope that today you're challenged to want more. I hope that you're not just content with where you're at in your Christian life, with where you're at in your faith, but that you desire to grow your faith, just like so many in the Bible that had faith to experience the impossible. I would like to preach a message simply entitled today, Faith to Walk on Water. I just love this account in the pages of Scripture, for once again, it proves to us that nothing is too hard for God, Nothing is beyond his reach, and there is nothing that God cannot do. But what does it take to walk on water? This morning from our text, from the life of Peter, we will discover that Peter learned three life-changing lessons on faith. My desire this morning is that as we uncover what Peter experienced, that we too as believers today will develop a life full of faith. First of all, I want you to notice, to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. Earlier in this chapter of Matthew chapter 14, we read about how Jesus fed the 5,000 that were there. And by the way, the Bible tells us not counting women and children. Some believe that there were upwards of 10,000 people that were fed 
with just five loaves and two small fish. The Bible says that following this miracle that Jesus commanded his disciples to get into a ship and Jesus departed from them to go pray. Later that evening, the disciples encountered a great storm, the Bible says. And as they battled the storm all night long, the Bible says that at the fourth watch, so the next day, between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus shows up walking towards them on the water. As you can imagine, they don't just, they don't know what's really coming at them. And the Bible says that they were troubled and fearful. We pick up the story in verses 28 and 29. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Could you imagine with me this morning the amount of faith this would have taken to step out on the water? In Matthew 19, verse 26, after saying it was easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God, Jesus said, with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. The God of the impossible. It's no surprise that Peter got out of the boat because Peter knew this Jesus. Peter knew of Jesus' miracles. He had seen his power displayed up close. He also knew that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ, the one sent by God. And Peter demonstrated his faith firsthand as he stepped out of the boat with nothing to stand on but the word of Jesus. Notice what Jesus said. One word, come. And that's all that Peter needed to hear. Peter showed great faith when he stepped out on God's word alone and out onto the water almost without even thinking about it. I just love to hear about those in the Bible that were willing to step out in faith by simply taking God at his word. I think of Abraham who stepped out in faith when God told him to take his son his only son Isaac, and take him up to a mountain and there sacrifice him on the altar. He had the faith that God would provide a lamb instead. I think of David, just a young shepherd boy who stepped out in faith to face a giant named Goliath. Even though everyone else at that time was terrified of going before Goliath, David faced the giant with just a slingshot and a few stones. David knew that the Lord would give the victory, and he prevailed when he slew Goliath. I think of Noah, who stepped out in faith and built the ark, a massive water vessel. Even though he was living in a desert and it never even rained before, in fact, he didn't even know what rain was. And yet he obeyed and took God at his word. I think of Moses, who by faith refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and forsook Egypt, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He had a faith that God would deliver his people when they came to the Red Sea and they walked across on dry ground. Each of these impossible situations were a testimony of men who took God at his word and stepped out in faith. Now Peter, we find, was going to step out on faith and walk out on the water simply because Jesus said, come. And Peter had the faith to obey. He didn't know what was going to happen but he did have the faith to believe that God was there. Do you have that kind of faith? A faith that steps out on nothing but God's word? A faith that at times doesn't seem to make sense? You see, I believe that we oftentimes, and, and most oftentimes, we want everything to make sense before we do anything for God. 
Before we stepped out of the boat, we want everything explained to us and how it will work out. It has been said, a faith that has not been tested cannot be trusted. And Peter did not get his true test of faith until he first got out of the boat. What did Peter do? I believe Peter stepped out of his comfort zone. He took a step out on the water. But I would venture to say that oftentimes you and I are far more like the other disciples than we are like Peter when it comes to our faith. Any one of the disciples could have stepped out of the boat that, that night or that early morning and onto the water, but maybe they didn't believe it was possible, even though Jesus was right there in front of them. You see, the disciples, I believe, were content. They were content to stay in the boat where it was safe. It was what they knew. It was familiar. Many times in regards to our faith, we're content to stick with what's familiar and not attempt anything new for God. We need to step out, even when we don't know the outcome of what lies ahead. Maybe the disciples believed it was possible, but not just, maybe they didn't believe it was possible to put their own life on the line. But sadly, I must admit that I'm the same way in my own life oftentimes. Sure, I believe God is able to do all things, but I lack the faith that he's able to do them through me, that he's able to do them for me. I'm often like the other disciples who maybe doubted if it was really possible to walk on water. But Peter didn't question. He just stepped out in faith. You've probably heard it said before, there's a fine line between faith and foolishness. You see, to a lot of people, it might have seemed foolish to attempt to walk on water. It doesn't sound like a very good idea, does it? But Jesus was there. When our foundation for what we do is based upon God's word, then we know it's not foolish. Jesus said, come, which was ultimately the word of God. And Peter was acting on faith. He was placing his trust in Jesus, the creator of all things, the one who made the waters, the one who can calm the storm. Peter was simply taking God at his word. One night a house caught fire and a young boy was forced to flee to the roof. His father stood on the ground below with outstretched arms calling to him, Son, jump, I'll catch you. He knew the boy had to jump to save his life. All the boy could see, however, was flames and smoke and darkness below. As can be imagined, he was afraid to leave the roof. His father kept yelling, Son, jump, I will catch you. But the boy hesitated and said, Dad, I can't see you. But the dad replied, but I can see you, son, and that's all that matters. So many times, we can't see what's ahead. At times, it might seem dark and hopeless in your life. But thank the Lord that we have a heavenly Father who does see the road ahead. And he is saying, child of God, jump. Step out in faith. I have some amazing things in store for you. You know, I truly admire Peter's faith here. Peter simply Stepped out on nothing but the word of God. But isn't that what God calls us to do on a daily basis? Oh, it's not just about Sundays when we're, with, when we're with other Christians. It's all the time. So let me ask you this morning, do you know what your boat is? Well, your fears will answer that question for you this morning. Just ask yourself the question today, what is it that produces fear in me? especially when I think of leaving it behind and stepping out in faith. That is your boat. 
The boat is where it's familiar, where it's comfortable, where it's safe. But if you want to walk on water, you have to get out of the boat. So when God calls each and every one of us to do something impossible, something beyond what you could ever imagine, something that goes beyond your own abilities, you need to step out in faith. Because God has the power over all things great and small. Amen? Secondly, we want us to notice the second lesson Peter learned was to walk on water. You can't focus on the storm. So once again, try and picture the scene here. It's dark out. It's been a long night. The disciples are tired. They're afraid. And they think that Jesus is a ghost coming towards them on the water. And just to make sure it's really Jesus, Peter asked Jesus to bid him to come on the water. Once again, let's see what happens in verse number 30. Look at it with me, please. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. So we see that Peter had stepped out of the boat and was walking on water to go to Jesus, and actually he was doing really good. But when he looked around and he saw the crashing waves and the strong winds, the Bible says he was afraid, and the Bible says he began to sink. He started to focus on the storm around him instead of the God in front of him. He starts to sink because his attention is suddenly shifted to the circumstances, and he begins to entertain the thought that maybe this wasn't such a good idea. And even though his success was short-lived, I respect Peter for trying and actually succeeding to walk on water. I mean, that's more than you could say for the other disciples. Some may say, well, there goes Peter on his way to another failure. You show me a person who's never failed, and I will show you a person who's really never done anything. You see, we really can't be too hard on Peter because Peter's right in the middle of learning a powerful lesson here. And it's a lesson that you and I should take notice of and that you and I should learn as well today. You see, we often fail in life. We begin to sink because we tend to look at our situation. We tend to look at the major problems we face, and we start to think it can't be done. You know, this is way too much for me to handle. I can't, I can't take this on. Oftentimes, the winds and the waves of life crash upon us and cause us to question. But when the storms of life come in your life, whether it be illness or family problems or whatever it might be, we have the tendency to lose faith. Sure, there's wind. Absolutely, there will be waves when we walk with Jesus on the water. Expect them, but don't be frightened by them. Remember what Jesus says to his disciples in verse 27. Look with me here at the end of the verse. Jesus says, be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. Jesus assures us that we need not fear. You see, Jesus wasn't just a good teacher or a good man or a prophet or a comforter or a healer. Jesus is the very Son of God. And you can walk on water with Jesus because he's greater than any difficulty or storm you face. May I remind you that Jesus didn't calm the storm so that Peter could walk on the water? He could have. But instead, God gave Peter the power to walk on the water despite the storm. And if you and I are only focused on the obstacles of the great task ahead of us, it will only cause us to lose faith. 
If you're only focused on the storm and not the one who can carry you through the storm, you will start to sink. 2 Corinthians 5.7 tells us, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews 11.6 also tells us, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you're going to walk on water, you must learn from Peter's weakness. And Peter focused on the circumstances here. Too many times we're only focused on the circumstances, only focused on the obstacles, looking at the unknown, wanting to go forward in life, but fear stops us right in our tracks and our faith wavers. That is when we need to realize that Jesus is the one who is in control of the storm. Amen? And we can trust that no matter what, that Jesus is there with us. I want you to notice, last of all today, to walk on water, you must keep your eyes on Jesus. Once again, Peter's off to a great start. When his focus was set towards Jesus, he was doing just fine, walking on the water. But when did he actually start to sink? When he got his eyes off Jesus. And when we as Christians oftentimes get off track, we have to admit that all too often we're just like Peter and find ourselves taking our eyes off Jesus. For whatever reason, we tend to look at the problems around us, and the more we do, the bigger the problems seem to get, until it seems like all hope is lost. When we focus on all the problems in this world, and when we realize that this world is not getting better, we become discouraged with doubt and despair. But when we look to Jesus, we see that he is able to overcome any problem. So look with me at verse number 31 where the Lord said to Peter, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Why did you doubt me, Peter? The word doubt here simply means to lose single-minded focus. Sometimes I think when we read this account that we just kind of jump ahead in the story and tend to focus on Peter doubting and beginning to sink. But let us not forget this morning, one of the most amazing statements in, the, uh, in this whole account is in verse 29. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. Just stop for a moment and be amazed in the fact that Peter did walk on water. To hear that Jesus walked on water comes to no surprise to any of us today. We expect that. He's God in the flesh. He has all power. But Peter, now that's amazing. It was amazing because we realized that Peter had nothing to do with it. It wasn't about Peter's ability. Peter was not powerful enough to walk on water. This was beyond him, and Peter knew that as well. And even though he knew it was Jesus that was performing the impossible through him, he still lost sight of the one who was in control of the situation. He started to doubt if Jesus was really able to sustain him in the storm. And may I remind you today that you and I do the same thing when it comes to our faith. Whenever we look to ourselves for the answers, we will doubt. Whenever we focus on the storm, we will doubt. Whenever we lose faith and get our eyes off of Jesus, we will definitely doubt in our life. Are you finding yourself constantly doubting God? Has your faith been tested recently? Are you struggling to find the answers? Is life overwhelming and out of control? May I encourage you today, have the faith. 
Have the faith in Jesus that he is the only one that can conquer your doubts. May I remind you that doubt sees the obstacles, but faith sees the way. Doubt sees the darkest night, but faith sees the day. Doubt fails to take a step. Faith soars on high. Doubt questions. Who believes? Faith answers I. What do you see today? Is your focus on a problem? Or are you focused on a person? Are you seeing the person of Jesus Christ in your life? Paul said in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. So let me encourage each one of us today, those that are here in this first service, let me encourage you, don't look down. Don't look to the side. Don't even look back to the boat. But look up. Start looking to Jesus. Today, get your eyes off yourself and back on Jesus. In closing today, I would like you to notice that Peter, in this passage, had two specific requests for Jesus. We find his first request in verse number 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Lord, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on, the on the water. You see, Peter wanted to be with Jesus. And sometimes to be with Jesus, you have to be willing to get out of the boat. Peter was willing, and Peter so desperately wanted to be with Jesus. And what was Jesus' response? Come. Don't wait, Peter. Come on. I'm right here ready, waiting for you. And today, may I remind you that Jesus is ready to meet you. Today, Jesus is calling out to each and every one of us to step out in faith and come to him. For he says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Jesus' call to you today is a very simple one. Come. Come walk where I am walking. Come closer. Closer to Jesus than you've ever been before. Jesus' invitation is to come. And his invitation is always open. Perhaps today as you consider your life, maybe your faith is not what it should be for the Lord. Perhaps you've gotten comfortable in the boat. Perhaps you, you're not ready to step out and attempt anything great for God and anything new for God. Well, let me ask you today, what are you waiting for? Peter did it immediately. We find secondly, his second request was found in verse number 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried saying, Lord, save me. You see, when Peter began to sink, he only said three words. Lord, save me. Perhaps today you don't know the Lord personally. Maybe you've never experienced the forgiveness for your sins by way of salvation. Maybe you're sinking spiritually today and you need a Savior. If you were to die today, maybe you're not sure if heaven would be your eternal home. And as soon as Peter said, Lord, save me, in verse 31, the Bible says, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. Jesus has promised that when we cry out to him to save us, that he will reach out and catch us and rescue us. 
The Bible says in Psalms, chapter 40, verses 1 and 2, the psalmist says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he heard, and he inclined my ear, and he inclined, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. Oh, I'm so glad that Jesus heard my cry. Have you cried out to the Lord in your need of a Savior? Has there been a time when you accepted Christ into your life? I'm so glad that Jesus hears our cry. A 12-year-old boy had placed his faith in Jesus one Sunday for his salvation. Later, his friends asked him about it. One said, did you see a vision? Another said, did you hear God speak? The boy answered both friends with a very simple, no. Well, how did you know that it was Jesus speaking to you? They asked. The boy replied, it's just like when you catch a fish. You can't see the fish or hear the fish. You just feel him tugging on your line. I just felt God tugging on my heart. And I responded when he did. You know, in a service like this, maybe you're sitting here today and God is tugging on your heart. God is telling you that you can be forgiven. That you, that you can be rescued in your sinking condition spiritually. Oh, dear friend, today is a day that you can settle this very matter to trust Christ. If you don't know if heaven would be your home, wouldn't you like to know? Today would be a great day to do that. The Bible says, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Oh, the devil would want you to, get, to put it off, to, to say, I'll do it next week, or I'll do it another time. But may I encourage you today to not put off the most important decision that you could ever make in your life. Christian, if you're here today and you say, my faith is not what it should be, I need to get out of the boat, I need to stop focusing on the circumstances in this life and put my trust in Jesus and watch him, and watch him perform the impossible in my life. Will you do it today? I trust you will. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this account in Scripture where we find Peter learning a very valuable lesson in his life. And yet today, Lord, we, as we look at our own individual lives, and in the life of this church, Lord, I believe that you have great things in store for Maranatha Baptist Church and for the people that are here. But Lord, as this church goes forward, I pray that we will go forward in the spirit of trusting you, of you building our faith. Lord, so many times it's easy to get bombarded with the difficulties of life, the storms of life, and yet, Lord, we need to realize that in the midst of the storm, that you are there with us. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to always place our trust in you with heads bowed and eyes closed today. Maybe you've come today and you say, I've, I've never experienced what it means to be rescued by Jesus. In my sinking condition, in my lost state, Today you say, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that because of my sin, there is a price that must be paid. But today I may remind you that Jesus paid the price for your sin. Jesus was willing to go to a cross 
and they are die in your place. If you can't remember a time or a place where you put your faith in Jesus, today would be a great day to do that. If you're here today and you say, I've never done that, Brother Phil, I've never come to the Lord in, in this state to trust him. If that's you today, would you simply raise your hand so that I can pray for you? Anyone at all? Today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. And today, if you're not sure, we would like to show you how you can know. Thank you. How about you, Christian? Maybe you're like the other disciples. Maybe you're content in this life to just kind of sit back and watch others walk on water. Others experience God blessing and God showing his miraculous work in their lives. But today you say, I want God to do that in my life. I want God to do some incredible things through my life. Oh, it's not because of us today. Anything that is accomplished in our life and in this church is not because of us. It's simply because Christ is working in us and through us. Maybe God's doing a work in your heart today and you say, I don't know what God wants me to do, but I do know that he wants me to, to do more. I do know that he wants me to step out in faith. And maybe you've been waiting. Maybe you've made excuses. Maybe you have, have, have struggled to really take a step of faith. If that's you today, would you raise your hand? Several this morning. I trust that today is as we've heard the, this account in the life of Peter, that we would say, yeah, Peter started to sink. But Peter also learned a great lesson. And Lord, no matter what this life brings, I want to be willing to learn what you have for me.